0: Hello and welcome to The Double Life. I'm John Boostar, and this week we visit Staten Island in New York City and sit down with artist and creative Deep Rest, an ensailing talented and kind-hearted human being whose artwork shares her true emotions and presents a world in which vulnerability and honesty are rewarded and put on full display. Here is my conversation with one of my favorite artists and someone I am honored to have interviewed. Enjoy.
1: Yes, I am from New York. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, and when I was six, I moved to Staten Island, and that's where I currently live, currently live in Staten Island.
0: (laughs) Nice. Okay. And art, how uh, were you like drawing from a young age, and where did that come from?
1: Crazy enough, I, I mean, I've always drawn from a young age, but I never really considered doing it seriously up until maybe 2017, Mm. which goes to show you can really start, you can really start drawing and pursuing art at any age. You don't have to be doing it for a long time. Um, But I started practicing a lot when, uh, in 2017, um, before that I did mostly like um, watercolor drawings or not drawings, watercolor paintings and yeah, like landscapes. But I felt like I wanted to do something different, so I I came up with deep rest, and I just decided to draw things how I wanted to draw them, and not be too stuck on you know um, what's the name of it, um, like proportions, sure, and all the art and all of the art uh, rules. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, for sure. Did you end up going? Did you go to like art school, or was it something that you just did? on the side. And then when, you know, 2017 hit, you're like, Oh, let's, you know, create something that's a little bit different than just traditional art that you see and not be confined to the limitations and kind of just do them like something on your own.
1: No, I did not go to art school at all. I did. I mean, I did go to a makeup school for like, um, film. So I learned special effects, but beyond that, I didn't go to vis- like visual art school. I didn't go to SBA or anything. I, you know, honestly, no one really needs to go to art school to pursue art. artists for everybody.
0: Yeah. No, that's so totally right. Did you always like, I don't know, when you started the project, where your envision to just make something that you enjoyed, that you liked? And did you expect it to take off and become so popular in the reception that you received?
1: Um, At first, it became just, like, something for me to do, something to pour my um, emotions into. Um, I do, like, suffer with depression and anxiety, and I just wanted something to just pour my emotions into, um, and hopefully people will see it, and they could also relate to it. So I I, uh, wanted to use that as a coping mechanism I didn't expect it to get as big as it is well big as it is today um I yeah I definitely didn't expect it to get as big it is as it is today
0: sure I guess initially right out the gate you know was it like a really good form of like a coping mechanism to kind of like deal with that because I deal with that too and I think I used I mean this is a good platform because I'm able to talk to people and kind of like get a different perspective. And that's been good for me, um, like a therapy in a way. But also, I don't know, how important has art been in that sense to create something? And I mean, your characters are really, really cool. Is there some like story behind that as far as like, did you always want to draw it that way? or?
1: Yeah, I just always kind of want to draw it that way. Um, there's no real story behind it. Um, some people say that the characters, they look like me. I don't see it, but... <laughs> I guess it's the hair, but some yeah, some people say the characters look like me. Um, that's not my intention. Although if it does look like me, then it kind of fits because everything that I draw is kind of what I'm feeling.
0: Mm, okay. What does that look like though? So if you're feeling, let's say you're feeling like super happy, what kind of thing would you draw as opposed to when you're feeling anxious or, you know, upset about something? Does it get transferred to the page and your characters are... Are they doing different things? Do they look a different way based on your emotions?
1: Well, I find that when I'm feeling uh, creative and I'm in a good mood, I tend to draw a lot of very silly characters, a lot of um, a lot of whimsical pieces. So there was this one piece that I did where, um, sorry, the dogs are barking. <laughs> um, Uh, so I, I draw like more whimsical pieces. Like I draw, um, there was this one piece that I drew that was, it was just like a girl head, but like there were legs sticking out of the eyes. Hmm. That's actually from a dream that I had. Um, I had a dream that someone I know had legs for eyes. Wow! (laughs) So I decided to transfer that onto, onto my iPad and, Yeah, just a lot of whimsical pieces like that um, show my more happier side, I
0: guess. (laughs) Sure. Is it, um, I don't know, what kind of, do people interpret your art in a certain way that sometimes isn't necessarily what you intended it to be? And what is that like for people to kind of like, I don't know, I would assume like an interpretation of art would almost be like making an assessment or assumption about something and like, oh, this is what the artist meant by this. Do you ever get situations like that where people think they know what your art is about and they're completely wrong?
1: Uh no. I honestly, my art is open for interpretation. I I don't stick to one interpretation of uh, or one meaning of like every single piece. Uh, my art is meant for someone to look at it and for someone to just know how I'm feeling or like know or evoke a certain feeling within themselves. You know, Mm. I have a lot of people message me saying, Hey, I really relate to your art. And you know, it's the, the funny thing is like, I feel like a lot of people can't or like a lot of people who make art, it's hard for people to relate, like personally relate to it in, in like your heart, you know? And I get a lot of messages saying, Oh, I really relate to your art. I know exactly what you're, what you're going with it. And I just want you to know, I'm I'm with you and I feel that. And it's a really cool feeling.
0: Yeah, definitely. Was that always how it was? Like from the beginning, did you feel like you were getting a positive reception or was there struggles and like, you know, hurdles that you had overcome in the beginning to get to where you are now?
1: So in the beginning, actually in the beginning, maybe, Yeah. In the beginning of like the end of 2017, I feel like my drawing skills were actually very limited. And this goes to show that if you just keep practicing, you'll get better and you'll, you'll develop your own style. Mm. Um, So I definitely think one of the challenges for me was um, really pushing myself to, um, to really like expand my skills
0: sure um,
1: yeah
0: what were what's the I guess like practicing what do you what do you practice like if I was someone who well I am someone I like to draw you know but I'm not super (laughs) great at it but if I you know wanted to get improved and all that stuff how does that look do I go find art that I like and sort of mimic it and try to like do that or is there a specific way that you did it that you know may not just be the blueprint everyone has a different way of doing it
1: yeah um I mean I say this to everybody I feel like everyone's art doesn't need improving so what I mean by that is um I feel like if everyone were to go off their initial skills just draw anything off of their initial skills in when it comes to drawing I feel like art would be a lot more interesting um I feel like a lot of people like especially the you see on Instagram, like everyone's doing like the realism they're doing like the Instagram girls and everything. And of course, all those things are really good, but I feel like if, let's say you were to draw a person's head or maybe like even a girl head, if you were to draw it in the way that, that makes it your own, it makes it so much more interesting. So that's basically what I did. I just started drawing, let's say I started drawing girl heads and over time I just developed uh, my own style for it. I didn't look at any references. I just um, would draw something as if like, or as I would draw it.
0: Yeah. No, I like that. I think having your own unique style instead of, you know, trying to be like everyone else and creating something that, I don't know, the concept of like wabi-sabi to an extent, like embracing cool. imperfections and different things like that and just being, you know, I think those are always art that I enjoy more, not stuff that feels like it was, you know, made on a factory line is perfect. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I think people kind of sh- share that sentiment too. I don't know. I don't know too many people that are really into like perfect art. You know, I think at least my peers and people that I associate with. Yeah, same. What I think is cool, too, is that, you know, you're talking about how it's been something that you can use to, like, relay your emotions and stuff. I think what really drew me in is that you were never, at least the art that I saw, it wasn't really shy in saying that, like, you know, signs of, like, sadness and depression and different things. You know, the one where she's, like, looking in the mirror and there's a ghost there and says, you are fine. Like, that was one that was really impactful for me and different things that, you know the one where she's holding the sign and it's like the frowny face and she's actually smiling. You know, it's like a little different than what you would normally expect, but it does show emotions and the realness. And I don't know, I think it's different than something that always portrays happiness or whatever. And you're more authentic in the sense that you actually show your emotions and you're not trying to like sugarcoat it or make reality something that it isn't.
1: Yeah, I I always try to, um, portray my emotions to the fullest extent in my artwork. I try not to sugarcoat it at all.
0: Are you pretty extroverted like outside of your art or are you pretty introverted?
1: Um, I would say a mix. I do enjoy alone time, but I do also have a lot of friends that I hang out with. Like I would hang out with my friends, like maybe three days in a row and, I Then the next two days, I'll be like, okay, I don't want to see anyone. I just want to like sit down, maybe draw, play a video game, watch YouTube videos, yeah. maybe even smoke. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Just like decompress and allow yourself yeah. to like relax. That's cool. Well, does it feel, I guess initially, I know you starting making products and stuff. Was it weird like marketing your art? And was that like a strange thing where like it became I don't know, sort of a business to an extent?
1: Oh, okay. So, like, in the beginning, um, Deep Rest was supposed to be a clothing line, mm. which is crazy to think of now. But in the beginning, I wanted to just make – I was kind of inspired by uh, Sketchy Tank, if you know who Sketchy Tank is.
0: I think I've heard of that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, um, they, uh, they sell um, clothing at Zoomies and Vans. Uh, I just basically wanted it to be a clothing brand, like a skate brand. Um, so that was my initial goal for, for that. But then over time I realized he's like, you know what, I'm just going to like make, make myself like a, uh, artist on Instagram, not clothing brand. And once in a while I'll come out with, um, very unique pieces of clothing. Um, I love, um, collabing with different types of artists. That's kind of The thing I enjoy the most about it. Um, I love collabing with photographers. I like collabing with like stained glass artists that I'm going to do soon. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, it was kind of, it wasn't weird to market myself, my, my clothing or anything, because I've kind of been doing that from the beginning. Um, I guess I do, I still do it now. I guess don't do it as often as I, as I did in the beginning.
0: Sure. Totally. I guess, um, I don't know, an important question that I always wonder with people that make art or just content on a regular basis, how do you find like your inspiration? And when you don't have like a drive or a motivation to make art and do you ever like force yourself to do it or you just kind of like, you know, wait until you get that spark of creativity or inspiration?
1: Uh, so people, so my friends ask me a lot, like, where do you get your creativity from? Honestly, I've just been a creative person since I was very young. I've, I've always had like creative thoughts and I never really knew how to express those creative thoughts until, uh, until I started deep Rest. Um, there are times when like, I would go through, uh, artist blocks, like maybe like a week or so where I honestly don't know what I want to draw and, I just take that time. I don't try to force myself to make content because I feel like forced content is not like the best content I could be putting out there. Mm. So if I have an artist blog, I just let myself roll with it because I know that eventually I'm going to have a spark of ideas. And when those spark of ideas come, that's when the new content is going to come. So I try not to pressure myself into making into forcing myself to be creative. I just let, I just let my thoughts flow as they, as they come, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, I don't know, um, I guess like doing other types of art as well. Have you felt like, you know, depressed is you make this type of art? Have you ever thought about, you said you're doing stained glass and different things like that. Is it going to be you know, expanding and creating more stuff with deep brass to create different types of art on different mediums and stuff—is that sort of the future?
1: Yeah, I I definitely would love to expand into different mediums. Um, I wouldn't do the stained glass art. I was gonna collab with my collaborate with my friend um, who makes stained glass art. I definitely want to be co- collaborating with very unique artists. Um, I have I actually have something coming up soon. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's going to be very unique and it's going to be for charity. Um, yeah, so I I definitely see a future uh, different mediums with Deep Rest.
0: Sure. Does it, um, I guess when you say charities, to an extent, I feel like I think of, I don't know, using your work to get a message across, not necessarily like a political one, but something that has something that you're very you know, passionate or strong field. Like, mm-hmm. has that ever been something or do you want to like disassociate from that and have deep rest just be something that doesn't deal with any of that?
1: Um, so it's not that I don't want to. It's just I'd rather, I'd rather um, fund or like not fundraise. Well, actually recently um, during the Black Lives Matter protests and everything, I did say on my page, if you donate $25 or more, I'll send you a free print. I love doing things like that. I just, um, I like getting people to donate to causes that mean a lot to me. And that cause in particular was for the Brooklyn bailout, uh, bailout for, uh, fund. Mm. So I'm, I'm particularly passionate about things that are specifically happening in New York because this is my home. I'm a very proud New Yorker. I wanna help however I can. And when another opportunity arises that I could help, I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely help out. Uh, I'll definitely help when I can. Sure.
0: No, that's awesome. How? Um, I don't know much about New York. I've never been to New York. Um, I'm from California. So, what's the art scene like? And what has you know? How's that been for you? What? Like, I guess, give me an idea of what New York is like, and you know, why you love it so much.
1: So. I live in, so New York City has like, uh, of course, like a thriving art scene. I am friends with many artists. A lot of the artists that I'm friends with are tattoo artists. Um, they all, uh, a couple of my friends also have their own clothing brands. Um, I, I like, I like, um, I like uh, skate art, like Mac, uh, Car- uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, Corignan. Matt Carignan, do you are you familiar?
0: Um, No, I'm not quite sure.
1: Well, there's this one artist, Matt Carignan, that's really good, and I like to. That's like just one example of the kind of artists that I like. Um, In Staten Island, on the North Shore, there is a thriving art scene. You'll see everywhere that there's uh, murals painted, um, mostly political, very empowering. Um, Yeah, in and I go to Brooklyn too. And most of the people that I know there are tattoo artists or graphic designers. It's a lot of graphic designers in Brooklyn.
0: Sure. With your art, do you do it digitally or is it something that you hand draw?
1: I do mostly digital.
0: Has it always been that way? Or have you? did you start with um, just like pen and paper or has it always been kind of like, doing it on a digital format has been the way that it's been for you.
1: In the beginning, I always do it on a digital, I've always done it on a digital format, but in the beginning, um, the sketches that you see, like the cigarette ones and the lighter ones, those were actually in a sketchbook. So funny thing is the first drawings that I ever posted for deep rest, um, I, I drew in a sketchbook, right? And I actually had just had a procedure done where I was under a lot of anesthesia. So I kind of, <laughs> I drew all those characters in kind of an anesthesia-induced haze. And then when the next day came, I was like, oh, what is this? These are cool. And I decided to, um, I, I decided to make those the first posts of deep Breath. So the first The first few drawings I did were on paper, but then I slowly graduated to an iPad just because I feel like if I wanted to ever make a t-shirt out of one of my drawings, then the digital is the way to go because it's easier to print everything when it's on digital in the beginning.
0: Was it um, difficult to transition to digital or was it pretty easy?
1: It wasn't difficult. I first, I, before i even got an ipad i i used my dad's surface mm. so it wasn't it wasn't hard i think honestly the hardest thing about digital um when when transferring to different mediums was going from sketchbook autodesk to procreate because i had used sketchbook autodesk for such a long time but then going to procreate was Honestly, more difficult than going from paper to digital.
0: Mm. How so?
1: Because the program, it has a lot of shortcuts. Um, With Sketchbook, it's basically you just push a button and it does what you want. It does the thing that you want it to do. Mm. But with Procreate, there's a lot of shortcuts where you could hold down the pen and it could create a straight line. You could triple tap on your fingers and it will do something. It was just really hard navigating and learning all of those little shortcuts.
0: Sure. Has it, um, I guess during this whole process of you creating art, has there been, you know, like a group of people, other artists and peers that have been, you know, super helpful during this process? And has that been like a lot easier for you to make art and create a community and, you know, reach out to other people?
1: Oh, definitely. I, I actually have a lot of friends in Philadelphia that make art. And I talk with them on a daily basis about our mediums. We send each other, we send each other our artworks and we give critiques and everything. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question again?
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's, I mean, you kind of answered it. I just wanted to know how, you know, important it is to have like a community of people you know, just supporting you and having that foundation of, you know, whenever you feel, I don't know, I guess discouraged or something as an artist, you have these group of people around you that are like, oh, I've been through that. I know, you know, it's totally normal, blah, blah. Like that must be good, right?
1: Yes. It's very important to have your group of people who also not only just do just make art, but I think it's also important to have a group of people that make the same art that you do, if Mm. that makes sense. So it would be hard for me to show someone who makes realistic drawings my art because they would be looking at it from a realistic standpoint. I have a lot of friends that do the same stylized drawing that I do and even have have the same taste as I do um, in every other aspect, like music and everything else. And I could trust them to see it from my perspective. So I think it's very important to have those people who you confide in when you're feeling, um, a little bit doubtful or even just to get opinions.
0: Yeah, definitely. Has, um, I guess this whole year has been kind of interesting, obviously with like, you know, everything going on, has that affected your like plans or anything that you set to, you know, the beginning of the year and then to now, has there been any like changes of plans and stuff that you intended to do and all that?
1: I think it's given me more time mm. to focus on really making content every single day. Well, not every single day, but most days. Um, I, I, I don't know if I ever told any, well, I, I told my friends this and everything everyone knows I actually did get COVID in, um, in March, I'm not sure if I said it on my, my art page or anything, but Mm. I did get COVID in March. So after I went through that and I had the antibodies, I felt like my life kind of got back to normal where I could go, just go out and do things without worrying about catching COVID or anything. So in the beginning, it was definitely, it was definitely hard because I couldn't go out and I couldn't I couldn't do things like, cause that's where I get most of my inspiration is when I hang out with my friends and I actually, I actually like put myself out there. Uh, so the first three months or two months were hard, but after I had the antibodies, I felt like everything went back to normal for me.
0: Yeah. That must've been, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine. Was that like hard in the beginning? Cause I mean, March, that was like, before it got super heavy and gnarly, right?
1: Yeah, it was, I think I was, everyone keeps saying, you were like one of the first people to get COVID in the United States. And I'm like, yeah.
0: Wow, uh, <laughs> it claim to fame, you did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did it. Uh, do I get a medal or anything? Mm-hmm. I should get a purple heart, honestly, for yeah. defeating COVID.
0: Yeah, they're gonna give you one at the end of the year. They're just gonna mail oh. it to you, it's on the way.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll get it after I beat up COVID and just, it'll just die. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Have you thought about doing that in your art? Like drawing something in relation to COVID or that period of time or, you know, this whole year and everything that's going on.
1: I drew a couple of pieces um, involving people and face masks, but other than Mm. that, um, as far as the actual actual virus goes, I haven't really had the desire to really portray what it was like to have COVID. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I like portraying the societal changes that it's caused, like how we all have to wear face masks and how everything is very distanced. Um, But as far as actually like having COVID slash the flu, no, I didn't really have the the need to really express that in my art.
0: Yeah, that's probably fair. But it is a trip. You know how like everything, you know, I was walking around the other day outside and I saw like everyone's in a mask and it's just so normal. And I don't know, I think about how in the future when they talk about this, whether it's in like a film or books or whatever, that's going to be a big representation, right? Like just masks and how that was such a major thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, do you ever view like historical events or whatever and... Want to incorporate that into your art or do you feel like it sort of you know time stamps your art and doesn't make it as you know timeless in a way
1: i don't usually um portray current events in my art except for the two pieces where it was it was about uh the face masks and the societal changes and how we all have to wear face masks i was actually talking to my friend the other day about how um this period of time will be called the covid the covid period or the covid era when it mm. comes to art like you know how they have like the renaissance sure the renaissance this will be like the covid era of yeah Dang. of art where everyone is like drawing face masks and there are they're drawing um some, they're portraying some sort of distance in their art. And then, uh, my friend actually showed me that there's this Instagram called the COVID art museum. And I was like, damn, wow. I I could have done that first, but. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That is crazy. You know, initially when this all happened, I was like, you know, I was doing the same thing. So I was like, you know, more free time and I was able, like, I started this whole project and it was been really, really cool. Um, I recently interviewed a band from Mexico and I was talking to them. I was like, you guys have like all this free time. Isn't that awesome? You can work on all this music and stuff like that. And uh, I was taken aback by his response. He was like, yeah, free time. But like, I'm not super inspired to make music. Like the world's kind of falling apart. And I'm, I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't think about it that way. You know, as much as there is time to do it, you still need to have, you know, motivation and desire. Um, mm-hmm. Has that been something that you've noticed either amongst yourself or your peers where You guys have more free time, but it almost feels like you're not inspired to make art because everything's so unpredictable.
1: Oh, totally. Like, I think the unpredictability is what inspires me the most. I think music and visual art is different in the way that they get, like how people get inspired. Mm. I feel like um, with music and everything uh people usually use like maybe heartbreak or life experiences as their as their inspiration but for people like me i have a very visual way of thinking um i think all of this like the impending doom of the entire world has kind of inspired me a little bit but not in the ways um where I'm like portraying impending doom in my drawings. Um, I am a person that if I if left alone, I think I constantly think about things. That's just how I am. And when I'm, since I haven't been working because of COVID and everything else that's happening, it's just been giving me more inspiration to to do what I love to do.
0: Sure. Do you ever wake up and go, I don't know, does it every day have to be, actually, I don't know. Do you view it as like, I need to do art or is it just such a part of your life now that you just wake up and, you know, you do it and it doesn't even feel like you're, you know, doing it? Or does it have to be, you know, aware of it? Like I'm setting aside time to do art and then be in the right headspace and all that stuff. Like, is that it or is it just, it's incorporated into your life? In your daily routine and you don't even think about it most of the time?
1: I don't even think about it most of the time. I I never think I need to do art. It's always I want to do it. It's something that I genuinely I've always had like a hard time growing up finding the one thing that I love to do. And I feel like I definitely found it through deep rest. I genuinely love drawing a lot of, uh, well, not every single day. I don't draw every single day. I draw like maybe like three times or four times a week. Mm. Um, I genuinely draw, uh, enjoy drawing and I genuinely enjoy packing orders and, uh, painting prints and, um, making stickers. I, I love doing all that. So I never see it as something that I need to do. It's something that I always want to do. Sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. What about, I mean, you're talking about right now you're not working as much. Is it ever become something where you're like, oh, this is my like form of money. And, you know, there may come a time where you like have to make a certain amount of prints or create this art in order to like pay rent or whatever. Has that ever been an issue?
1: Uh, It's definitely crossed my mind. Um, Right now, I don't, well... Right now I don't see deep rest being as my primary for uh, primary form of like getting money. Mm-hmm. Um I've always worked retail and that's it. Um maybe in the future I would love to have I would love to make it so that I have, to have it full time uh but right now I'm just slowly working up to that. Um I work retail most of the time so And especially during this time, all the retail stores, I'm actually starting work like next week, but all the retail stores have been closed for months. I have not worked since March, which is crazy to me. So it's given, it's definitely become more of like a full-time thing as of right now to create print and to sell products.
0: Sure. Has that, I don't know, does it change? You know, you were saying like, you love it, you know, and it's like, it's a part of what you are and like, that's awesome. But do you feel, are you, is there a part of you that's afraid that if you make it a full-time thing, the main source of your income, like putting all that pressure and everything on it, are you afraid to an extent that it will take away from your love and your joy for it?
1: I think if you make anything into a job, then you kind of lose a little bit of what you had for it. Like if you like graphic designers, if you were doing freelance graphic designing um, and just doing it for fun, it's for fun. But if you're doing it for work, you have to do things that you don't want to do. Mm. Um, however, I think for deep rest, I'm only going to be doing things that I want to do. So I don't really have, that's the thing too. Like I, I, I'm my own boss. So I can make things that I want to make. And I don't have to, I'll have to do things I don't want to do.
0: Yeah. You're also not, I mean, what if someone was to like commission you for their, to do art for them? You know, what if someone was like, Hey, can you do a painting, blah, blah. blah. And they want to pay you a ton of money, blah, blah. Like, how do you feel about that when, you know, let's, hypothetically say the client's like breathing down your neck the whole time telling you like, Hey, you know what? I don't want this and change that." blah, blah, blah. Like, have you dealt with anything like that before? And how do you think you would respond to a situation like that?
1: Oh, I've, I've dealt with that multiple times. I've, I do take commissions, um, mostly like for people who are in bands or if someone wants to make a business card and they want an illustration in the front or even just like a portrait, I've taken commissions before. Um, there's definitely been, been times where people were very, very, um, stubborn and they wanted to change everything. Um, in my head, I'm just, I just go along with whatever the person wants because it's what they want. Mm. Um, I don't really get (laughs) frustrated. It's kind of funny. Like I don't really get frustrated that easily when, when it comes to stuff like that. So it's, I understand that people want things to look a certain way. I'm the exact same way. I want things to look a certain way. So I totally empathize with the person if they're being a little difficult. So I always try to accommodate as much as I can.
0: Sure. And then, I mean, ultimately they're coming to you because they like your art and us, you know, it's not like you're mass commercializing, like everyone's to come like, it's sort of a niche thing, right? And it needs to be Mm -hmm. someone who's super into it. And has that also been something where you felt, I don't know, like ever considered going into like animation or anything that you can like sell to, I don't know, from a business standpoint, if someone was like, Hey, you want to make commercials, you want to turn your stuff into animation and motion graphics and different things like that. Has that been okay. something you've ever thought about?
1: Um, No, honestly, because I personally don't have the patience to create full blown animations. Like I've done a small animation recently where I did blinking eyes. Um, but beyond that, I can't really, I can't really like sit down and force myself to draw each and every single frame. Cause to me, that's just very monotonous. Mm. So I I definitely don't see myself doing animations anytime soon.
0: Sure. I'm also curious- Unless it was
1: like a gif, but.
0: Yeah. Something a little bit less. But what if, um, actually my main question would be like, when you draw something, does it all like, I'm assuming it doesn't, but not everything makes it to the Instagram or your final cut or whatever. How do you determine which ones you keep, which ones you scrap and which ones you, you know, maybe work on later?
1: Honestly, there's not, there's not, um, there's not one piece that I do that doesn't go on Instagram. And that's crazy to say, um, I'm mostly happy with everything that I draw,
0: That's awesome. which though. is, That's good.
1: which is, um, knock on wood, a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there have been a couple of times that when I'm drawing something, usually if I'm drawing something and it's not going the way I want, I usually just start over and try to do it in a different way.
0: Mm.
1: So I never not post anything. It's just, it may, it might've been altered from what the original was or the original idea was.
0: Sure. Right on. I guess another thing I would want to know is you talked about how you're influenced by like skateboarding and action sports and stuff. Has that played a big role in your life? And has that been something that you've also dabbled in and, you know, been interested in?
1: Uh, not at all. I have never skated once in my life. (laughs) I just kind of, I kind of love the art aspect, Mm uh, behind it. I know a lot of my friends who skate, they make art and they honestly, it's the most, it's the most unique art I've ever seen. The, the realm of, um, this kind of skate culture, that is the most unique art I've seen, um, There's this one page called Carpet Company that makes um, skate decks and they collaborate with really, really unique artists. Hmm.
0: Is that something that you would be interested in doing?
1: Oh, definitely.
0: What do you see as far as like, I don't know, what would be your dream project or collaborator or something that once you did it, you're like, Oh, I'm good. Like I accomplished what I set out to do with this project and you know, what's that moment look like?
1: It looks like a lot of things. I could say either one like getting one of my designs onto a shirt and urban outfitters. <laughs> I would always say, wow, that would be really cool. Um another thing would be doing a commission for a very big band or a very big uh artist, a musical artist. Um Maybe one day, like opening a small shop Hmm. that would, I have a lot of ideas and I need to set up. I need to set on one idea, but I think, I think if all those things, any one of those things were to happen, I would feel like I made it.
0: Sure. Has there been, I guess, little achievements along the way since you started this back in 2017? So it's been three years, you know, almost four, give or take, but In that period of time, what were some major, like, landmarks and accomplishments that you remember, you know, just being super excited about?
1: So, um, Staten Island has its own newspaper. It's called the Staten Island Advance. Um, I did a video interview with them and they filmed me drawing and yeah, they did a video interview on me and that was a really cool moment Um, to be in a newspaper and to be, have a whole article written about me. That was definitely a very cool moment. Um, I did, I recently, well, not recently, I think last year I did a commission for this band in California called super whatever.
0: Hmm.
1: And that was really cool. I really loved that band and I just kind of took a plunge and asked, Hey, can I draw some merch for you? And they were totally down with it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. I think I found that too with um I don't know, just reaching out to people is so much easier than I imagined it would be and these people that like I'm you know big fans of like you for example, like I really liked your art and I was you know blown away that you were like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to do it." Like everyone's so Aww. humble and kind out there. It's amazing. So, I think it's I don't know, I I found it to be a little bit different than my expectations going into it. And maybe that was just me lacking like confidence in my work or whatever, you know, which I think is sometimes something where you're like you know, why would they want to work with me? I'm just like a nobody, blah, blah, you know. Um, so that's cool. I'm really glad that you're able to have those moments and you're able to reach out to people and, you know, get that response that's super positive back.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all about confidence. You have to be confident in your own work in order for anyone to really take you seriously. Sure, yeah. Totally. And that's that's just my opinion on that. Like if you're very, I feel like if you're always, always questioning your work, I think it, I think it shows, mm. I think it somehow shows and people could sense it. Um, if you're really confident with your work, people can sense it and they're like, oh, wow, this is so cool. She's really, she really um, rides for her work.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's totally true. But I think that self, like, you know, just having that self-worth and that confidence in what your work and your art, that also takes time. I think, you know, with as you learn different skills and get better and, you know, different things like that. And also just moments similar to what you just said as far as like getting that like video and everything that like has to boost your confidence and reaffirm that you're on the right path and making the right decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Do you see, I guess, I mean the rest of the year, what are your plans and what do you hope to do with either Deep Rest or any other projects?
1: So I plan on coming out with a lot more clothing this year. I'm already planning on coming out with something really soon. Not going to say, but (laughs) I just um, drew up something that I'm going to come out with really soon. Um, Definitely more collaborations with other artists. Um, And yeah, it's that. it's this, this year is such a, it has like weird vibes I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's just, everything seems so off kilter.
0: Mm, Totally. So it's
1: kind of hard. It's kind of hard to plan for anything when there's so much uncertainty.
0: Yeah. Have you felt like it isn't, you know, necessarily deeply affecting like your traffic or is it affecting it in a positive way? Do you feel like now that people have more free time, they're finding your art or they're reaching out and, you know, do you feel like that's been good in that sense?
1: There is no better time to be an artist than now because everyone has all the free time in the world and it's good for on both ends. Uh, People have free time. So they look at more art and then artists have more free time so they can create more art. So in that aspect, I think it's very positive. Um, Obviously has its negative societal has its negative uh, in different ways, but When it comes to creatives, I think there's no better time than now.
0: Hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you see yourself, um, I don't know, I guess like continuing to do, I guess you're branching out into clothing and stuff. Do you see like deep rest becoming, I don't know, a full-time thing? Or do you still want to balance it with having another job and, you know, see where it goes?
1: I would love for it to become a full-time thing. Um, eventually, definitely not now because it's not, it doesn't make enough to support me financially. Um, but for now I'm just balancing it out with working retail.
0: Right on. So, uh, how can, I guess people find you and do you have any like advice for someone who I guess is listening and going, I want to do that. Or they really appreciate your art or how you do it. Do you have any advice for like young artists or people that are, you know, wanting to be creatives?
1: My advice. Well, not my advice. I'm going to tell you, if you think that you're bad at drawing or you're not an artist, that totally does not exist. Anyone on this earth can be an artist. Anyone can draw anything. You, if you draw something, just make it your own. There's no correct way to do it.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's really encouraging. I'm sure if I heard that at a younger age, I'd probably be doing art right now, but I didn't hear that. So anyway, the world
1: is your oyster when it comes to art. (laughs) Yeah,
0: totally. Well, I appreciate you sitting down and uh, talking to me. Do you have any like last minute words or just, I guess, where can people find you and all your awesome artwork?
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram, NYC. And I also have a website, deeprestnyc.com. Yeah. I should also say that my name is Danielle. So (laughs) a lot of people don't know my name. So,
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Danielle. I appreciate you. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, more projects in the future. You know, I want to follow your art, support you. I think you're an amazing artist. And I hope to do an interview with you in the future. Maybe when your other products and stuff come out, if you have any new, you know, launches or whatever. Um, yeah, I'd, have, I'd love to sit down and talk about it.
1: Totally. I'm so happy that you asked me to be on here. I'm very, I'm very honored.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Double Life. To see more of Danielle or Deep Rest's work, head to Instagram and follow her at Deep rest NYC. And make sure to follow us at The Double Life Pod. Make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and most importantly, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Adios.